Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Firearms Cafe podcast. Today is June 26, 2008. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Hey, guys, I'm sure you've all heard the good news by now. We won the decision on the D.C. versus Heller case. The Supreme Court has ruled that the Second Amendment is indeed an individual right. I want to read you guys a quote that Doc Wesson had put up on his website. Doc is a fellow podcaster over at uh, Gun Rights Radio Network, and his podcast is The Shot Show. Now, what Doc had put up on his site was a quote on the syllabus, and I'll go ahead and read that to you guys now. Quoting the syllabus on the opinion, the Second Amendment protects an individual right to possess a firearm unconnected with service in a militia and to use that firearm for traditional lawful purposes such as self-defense within the home. So what does this mean for a person who lives in D.C.? Does it mean that they're going to be able to go out and purchase a handgun? Does it mean that they're going to be able to uh, reassemble their shotguns and their rifles and maybe keep ammunition in the same room? I don't know. I hope so. And what about the guy that doesn't have a gun, that doesn't currently own one? How's he going to be able to get one? If he was a guy that had moved from a gun-friendly state and had left his guns with uh, friends or relatives, is he going to be able to go back to that state, get his guns, and then come back to D.C. now that the ban has been struck down? Are they going to make it to where you have to go through so much red tape and jump through so many hoops that the average citizen who lives there isn't really going to be able to do it. So in effect, they kind of keep the ban going. Are they going to allow concealed carry or have any provisions for it there? So it's going to be interesting to see what really shakes out over the next couple of years there. There's going to be, I think, a lot more lawsuits and a lot more things are going to have to be ironed out. But I tell you what, this is such a good start uh, for us. It's going to prevent, I think, a lot of future legislation and things that would come down that would be uh, ban- you know, more restrictive and things like that because I think part of the argument that the anti-gunners used before was that they always argued that, look, it's, it's not an individual right. And it, it's only in conjunction with militia. And since we have a National Guard... You don't need that. And even if we didn't have the National Guard, we have the police. So, you know, there's there's all these other government agencies that are set up and are designed for the protection of the citizens. Well, now they can't say that because if they do, they're going to violate our, so our uh, not civil rights, they're going to violate our constitutional rights because the Supreme Court has said, well, you know, we have the right to have that firearm. And the example that they give is to have that to defend yourself in your home. I don't know how much more clear-cut you can get than that. We all know that there's going to be lots and lots of lawsuits coming down. In fact, I saw an interview that Wayne LaPierre had done, and he was saying that what they're going to do now is they're going to go after uh, the Chicago area, and then they're also going to go after San Francisco. And I think that those things will probably be resolved within, oh, hopefully within the next year or so, and maybe even sooner, uh, because now there is, again, there's precedent set by the Supreme Court. 
one thing for sure that's going to happen is the crime rate is going to go down and especially once DC gets sorted out so once it becomes easy or possible let's say for the average citizen to own a firearm even if they can't carry it with them even if they're not allowed to carry once they can have it at home you're gonna see things like home invasions robberies burglaries things like that are gonna plummet because those guys are gonna know that people can have their weapons in their home and they can have them accessible uh, you know of course right now or in the past I guess we should start getting used to saying in DC you could have no handguns and you could have a rifle or a shotgun but it had to be disassembled or made inoperable and the ammunition I, I don't think the ammunition could even be in the same room and once you did assemble it and load it then you were a criminal whether you were defending yourself or not well that's all gonna change and the the criminals out there they're gonna know that the words gonna filter down onto the street pretty quick that hey if you're gonna be breaking into somebody's house you're gonna be taking a risk of maybe getting shot now, does that mean that crime is going to stop? Well, of course not. Crime never stops. But I tell you what, it, it's going to slow down. Uh, once the citizens become armed and once they can protect themselves and stand up and say, look, I've had enough. I'm not going to take this anymore. You know, you don't have the right to come in here. You don't have the right to take my stuff. You know, just because you want it and you're too lazy to go out and get a job or, and do it the right way, doesn't give you the right to come in and take it and now I've got the means to defend myself and you know protect my family you're not gonna take my you're not gonna take my life you're not gonna take the life of my kids or my husband or my wife uh, so you know people out there I, I like I said I think we're gonna see a, a dramatic uh, drop in the crime rate there especially once everything gets sorted out I tell you, the ruling that we got is great, and we needed this ruling now more than ever, because let's, let's take a look at who we've got running. We've basically got probably the most anti-gun person in the form of, Sir, of Senator Barack Hussein Obama, who's ever been on a presidential ticket before. This guy is he's just out of control with what he wants to do you know he's gone on record as saying he wants to basically ban all semi-automatic firearms not just handguns but firearms so your 12 gauge shotgun your little 20 your little Ruger 1022 or your uh, you know your Glock pistol or that new XD that you got he wants to ban them. He wants those to go away. And the reality is, he wants all guns to go away. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. He doesn't want all guns to go away. He wants all guns that I can get to go away. And he wants guns still around because he knows that the criminals are still going to have them. He knows that his security team is going to have them. And he knows that if he wants a gun, he's going to have one. There's no, it doesn't matter if, if the law were to say nobody can ever have guns or they're all banned and, and yeah, you have a constitutional right to it, but we've made so many restrictions that the only firearm that you can have is a, a single shot twenty two pistol. Do I think it'll ever come to that? No. 
but I tell you, we have got to make sure that he does not get into office because he will, I, I just have a feeling he'll push and push and push and get as many restrictions in as he can. And, you know, when I think about this guy, it, it boggles my imagination how in the world he can have gotten as far as he has. I mean, if, if you're a politician, your job is basically to get elected. And the way that you get elected is you try and get as many people that you can to vote for. You try and basically relate to as many people as you can. Well, here's a guy who's running for not the president of the local PTA, but he's running for the president of the United States of America. And he won't wear an American flag on his lapel pin. Now, whatever his reasons are, I, I, I don't understand. But if you're a politician who's trying to get elected, why wouldn't you just do that? Why? What is the big deal about putting a little pin on your chest? And then I don't understand, you know, why he says that he doesn't like the the uh, our national anthem, and he won't put his hand over his heart when the national anthem is played. And this is the guy that's going to uh, possibly be the next president. I, I, like I said, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't, I can't fathom how this guy has been able to get so far. But anyway, uh, let's, I'll get back to talking about the, the ruling. I, I'm real excited about this ruling. I think it's, it's a banner day for us. It's a day that you should mark on the calendar. It's a day that you should go out and buy a newspaper and put it away. Uh, for your kids or for your grandkids because this is the day when things are going to change. This is a day when we're starting to take back our country. So that's it with Obama. And then on the Republican side, we've got McCain. And, you know, that's who I'm going to probably end up voting for because I can't, in good conscience, there's no way I could vote for somebody like Obama. You know, like I said, he's just anti-freedom. Now, I heard a, a, a thing, and I don't know if it's just one of these internet things or or not, but I had heard that McCain was meeting with uh, Michael Bloomberg. And again, I don't know if it's just, you know, a political meeting that doesn't really mean anything, but there was a rumor floating around that he may be in the running for uh, maybe a vice, the vice presidential ticket, which... I, I can't imagine that that could be true. I can't see how that could possibly be true. If McCain is going around to uh, the NRA meetings and doing speeches and stuff, there is no way that he could be that stupid to put somebody on his ticket who is probably about the only guy who's worse on gun control than Barack Hussein Obama. Because if that is true, God help us because we're doomed. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine a worse possible thing. But like I said, I, I think it, it's got to be just one of those kind of internet rumors that has spun out of control. So if anybody knows the real scoop on that, um, sign on to our forums and... and 
you know, dispel the rumor there. We need to get out there and we need to really look at who also is running for our, not only our congressional and our senate uh, seats, but also we need to be looking at the guys that are running for office, you know, for mayor, for city council, for those type of things. Because what we need to do is we need to have, you know, a base kind of from the bottom all the way up. So from kind of like the lowest levels of city government, we need to have guys in there uh, that are going to fight for our rights as, you know, armed citizens, as pro-gun people. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now. If you would like to contact me, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can either send me an email at firearmscafe at gmail.com or uh, you can go over to our forums at Gun Rights uh, Radio Network and join up on the forums. And then each individual podcaster there has their own uh, little forum space. And so you can uh, contact me there or leave me feedback under the episodes, things like that. Just want to say, uh, glad you guys are listening. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you next time here at the Firearms Cafe podcast. I may sound like a lunatic, but I'm not crazy.